Hey everybody, I'm Maris, and this is Zero Waste Trash Talk. We've got Jess in the house today. Jessica Hello. Johnson. Hi. Hello. And of course, we've got the lovely Michael Britt. You mean you mean manly Michael Britt? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think everyone's lovely in this group. So. I've been on a lovely binge saying the word lovely. I'll take and, it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it's a great it's a great adjective. Um, today we're going to talk about. Well, bidets is the main topic today. And why are we talking about bidets? Because toilet paper and paper products and recycling them is kind of a hard thing to do, apparently. And during COVID, we lost access to a lot of paper products, including the most important one, toilet paper. Yeah, we made a video early on, right, Michael? We made a video that... We do have it here. Yeah. We can play the audio from it. Do it. Here, just give you an idea of the amount of trees it takes for toilet paper and paper products. So you probably recycle, but do you buy recycled products? Did you know 2 billion trees are cut down every year to make paper products in the U.S.? And at least half of that is flushed down the toilet or thrown in the landfill? We would save one million trees if we each replaced one roll of toilet paper and one roll of paper towels with recycled content. So if you're recycling, but you're not buying recycled products, you're only doing half of your part. So finish the job and save some freaking trees. Save, save some, some freaking, freaking trees. trees. <laughs> so them. we're on so one. Yeah, the, 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 the recycled toilet paper part, like, like we were just talking about before we hit record, that you can't even find it in most of the mm -hmm. stores right now because of covid and pandemic it's kind of like take whatever you can get i mean was it and even before it was before covid too it was i never really i looked for it after we had those conversations oh i looked for i used to find them but paper. they they were always the the smaller packs you know you can't bulk buy them or, or at least i i couldn't find any bulk buy in them turnip um, green some of the stores have them you yeah, mean you turnip the, truck uh, Turnip, turnip trucks. Truck. Yeah, thank you. Don't go oh, to yeah, turnip trucks. Toilet toilet paper. Paper. <laughs> they've got a lot of fabric samples, <laughs> which we can <laughs> we can talk about later. But uh, no, I, I've never had a problem. As a matter of fact, as an adult, I don't think I'd ever bought non-recycled content toilet paper. I knew some maybe bamboo or some alternate uh, material. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not easy to find, especially uh, you know people that are trying to shop on a budget. That it's not easy. It's not convenient. So yeah, that's and a if struggle. you don't have access to, to heading over to turnip. Um, turnip truck, turnip you truck. know, like you, you live out in Dixon and you just got to head to your grocery store, like the Kroger's and, and whatever else, like they yeah. really Seven are only giving you, you like to. three packs to, you know, that, right. like, that you're, you have available. There's your, not a lot of choice right now, uh, but you can do the online. There's a couple of the online ones, uh, you know, like the who gives the crap people and stuff like that. You know, you God, can I, mm -hmm. can I relate again personally? It's like, mm -hmm. How in the world is somebody supposed to buy toilet paper online too when you're like, it's something that just goes, you know what I mean? Like that's something that I wouldn't think to buy regularly online. That's, that's an effort in itself, like to, to schedule that be like, Oh, it's time to order toilet paper. Like you, a business would do that probably, but for a single <laughs> can, person, 
for a single person. You can sit on the toilet and then pull out Amazon while you're while you're on the toilet. Have a little well, reminder. And then and then the worst part, Maris, is because you, you pick up your packages at my house, so you still have to come over to my house. Exactly. I mean, I'm really trying to save the earth, guys. I mean. Well, so 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 there's alternatives you know we're going to talk about bidets and yeah. and there's you know there's bam, the bamboo toilet paper and stuff like that you can by the way order online and it's recurring you don't have to you know do anything about it you can just mm. set up a recurring delivery um but um i'm, I'm going to pull out some facts here's some give facts, us the right? facts michael shoot here's some numbers some facts. at us the so you talked about the like saving a million you know trees a year right in the video actually i just want to interrupt a little bit there <laughs> because my sources are telling me 15 million trees Ooh. that no, we're that using was, yearly that was that's how many we save if we actually if every household replaced oh, one roll on. of toilet paper i right? think i've been misunderstanding so you we could save a million trees is that what yes. you're saying oh mm -hmm. uh, right okay because we're no wait my sources are saying save 15 million trees if if, if we all quit using toilet paper right uh, from virgin materials um, uh. so but the real number is that each individual american uh through their lifetime uses uh, the equivalent of 184 trees to wipe their ass Ew. so if you picture <laughs> here's what i was trying to picture i was trying to picture well how how about like if you walk into a forest and it's like this big forest and you're like hey i'm gonna kill all you fucking trees to wipe my ass it's like, how would you feel? How you'd look around and know that all those trees are going to be cut down and die, and what would that look like? Who invented mm -hmm. toilet and, paper? Well, Where's I don't know. Actually, somebody should look that up. Oh, here, I know. actually did know that. And it was actually cloth was remember. used first. You know, fibers well, and then cloth. Yeah, and then paper I mean, was fairly was recent. Using corn cobs and leaves, and then newspaper, and then it turned into toilet paper. And I can't remember who, so who did that. It's such a but fancy it is, thing. It is a modern thing. It's not something yeah. that's been forever. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, you know, most of the world thinks it's gross that we wipe ourselves with dry materials when they all wash. You know? Yeah. Um, but back to us, so my visualization, I wanted to share, like I looked up how the density of a forest and then how many acres and then how many acres fits a football field. Basically that number of trees is, is somewhere between two and a half and three football fields. So if you're standing on two and uh, like three football fields of trees, that's how many trees you kill for personally one person? for toilet paper. Just uh -huh. for toilet paper. And yeah. then you got to think there's more, more, like we are cutting down trees for not how just How are there any trees paper. left? Yeah. I mean, that's this the crazy part. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they just they're just wiping them out. I think every day they wipe out more than are in fires in in the Amazon and in mm -hmm. Australia. And uh, it's a constant question it, for me: How is there any yeah. of that left? How do we have it, any resources left? It's just crazy when you see that they clear cut and they say, "Oh, they're sustainable forests." And there's this video I watched from uh, that Patagonia put out recently about a forest in Tasmania, and. Uh, there is a segment on there. They, it's a really good uh, video. It's called, what, what did I say the name of that was? Uh, let's see here. Takan? Yes, that's it. It's T-A-K-A-Y-N-A, -A -A, but I think they say Takan. And it's a rainforest in, uh, in Tasmania. And uh, they go in the whole process about what sustainable forestry is and what it looks like and it's clear cutting with like a tree left here and there it just it just looks like a hellscape of trees and they call that sustainable forestry yeah and, what makes uh, it sustainable 
Yeah. Because they leave a eucalyptus every now and then, and they plant a few seedlings. But then, uh, but no one sees what these people are doing. They're out in, the, in Tasmania and remote areas of Canada, just clear cutting all this stuff, and no, and, and nobody sees it. Yeah, and we, if you we see need some it, pictures be, of that. Maybe mm-hmm. that's our yeah, next Yeah, there are Instagram pictures, post. and this video is is good to see the the Patagonia uh, video. And I have, I also have a little clip I want to play about that. Let's play this real quick. To go into a native forest, particularly rainforests in Tasmania, and to clear for them and woodchip them is the ultimate obscenity and the ultimate act of stupidity and economic vandalism. You're reducing one of the most valuable resources, if you like, as far as timber goes on the planet into the lowest common undifferentiated denominator that ends up as a cardboard box or a bit of toilet paper. It's totally insane. Yeah, I oh, agree. Totally that's insane. That's so true. That economic really vandalism. True. I, I mean, I think I that... Like economic vandalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They probably have some bidets in uh, Tasmania, I would think. So, so um, yeah. Well, you just need... Oh, gosh. We can't, people. We can't. We can't plant enough trees to fix this problem. You know. Well, That's so let's the talk about what are the other options. We've got. You've got bamboo. You had some kind of uh, wheat alternatives, right, Michael? Yeah, there's some bamboo. There's wheat. Uh, hemp is a good alternative. Hemp is, grows like a weed, literally, like bamboo. And we can grow hemp here in Tennessee Isn't and Kentucky. Isn't there kind of laws against people uh, creating and selling hemp products, though? Not as much as there were, huh? Okay. It's it's still, you know, because it's close to, you know, uh, marijuana, it's not... Uh, it ha- it's been hard to get it off the ground. But I think from an economic standpoint, Tennessee, Kentucky, this whole area used to provide all the hemp to make ropes for the military, sails for Mm -hmm. ships. It was a huge industry here Mm. before it was uh, made, before it fell out of favor and what's it called? When it was made for the government. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, wasn't it the... was it the it was fuel Nixon. industry or was it the yeah. paper industry or some some one of the in, big industries did, like went went ham on that so they could actually make more money off of it? I'm sure there was some of that, but there was also the whole argument about you know when when Nixon wanted to punish the hippies and make marijuana a scheduled drug mm, that's right. you know uh, a federal offense and all kinds of stuff that. Uh, that's the, the the reason that cops can't tell you can't tell hemp from marijuana if you're just holding two plants yeah in your hand. it's hard to tell hashtag legal, tests on them yeah and so i think <laughs> instead of having to work around it they've just been like ah, no let's not use it so hemp is a viable and bamboo is really viable i'd say they're even better than recycled because recycled still uses a lot of bleaches and mm-hmm. chemicals to, to for the process and a lot of water mm-hmm. um and by the way uh one roll of toilet paper takes 34 gallons of water to mm-hmm. produce. Yeah. Is that crazy? Gallons for one yeah. roll of toilet paper? One roll of toilet paper. Yeah. Every time you hear these numbers, like T-shirts take 200 gallons or whatever, it's like it's hard to even fathom the amount of water that's being run through and and dumped afterwards. That's what I'm confused to produce about. produce products. Like, so can we, can we go over that? I've never been mm-hmm. clear on when we're making a product and you hear about how much water is used in the process, is water is the main force in the process or like? A, a lot of the processes, yeah, because if they have chemicals and bleaches, they have to be mm-hmm. washed and they, the paper, all the pulp gets all wet and put together. And now, now, sometimes when they're stating these facts about 
how much water is used to create something. They're also talking about the water that it took for the original plant as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I, it, it, that's a tough one because I don't know. Like cotton is a very thirsty plant. Mm -hmm. It takes up a lot of water and it's mostly done now through irrigation instead of rain. So it's fair to say it takes hundreds of gallons of water to make a t-shirt. But then you also look at the clothing factories in Bangladesh and places like that with those big giant pipes coming out of their factories just washing green gooey liquid out yeah. all day long into the rivers and that's to make the clothing and the materials they have to I wash all that don't uh th those facts they also include uh the other parts too so you know like the the water that would probably go into creating the packaging that goes around them and anything that um you know in in the in the way in which they get it to and from stores too, like any water that was used in in that too, isn't that part of the? I don't the think numbers? in the water in the water specs it is, but uh -huh. like as far as environmental impact, you'd have to include all of that. Like yeah. water you know, specs. When you're talking about the petroleum used to to run the machinery that cuts the trees down, that that brings mm -hmm. it out on the logs, and then runs the factories and the sawmills, and then the paper mills, and then it gets delivered and moved. Each all of that, the impact is huge for paper mm -hmm. products. Um, which is one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about bidets also, right? Mm -hmm. Which Michael so, has extensive yeah, experience with. Extensive <laughs> for a month now, maybe. <laughs> Versus me and funny. Jess. Jess and I, I did look for Jess one this weekend. I've, I've sat I've sat in a, uh, a bidet, but I at the time I didn't really know exactly what it was because I was young and we we moved into a house that my mum was renting and they just happened to have this extra funny looking bath toilet thing and I was like what the hell is that so I sat in it and I turned it on and I kind of figured it out and then as I got a little bit older I really learned like exactly what that was and realized what I had been doing and for all of you who don't know what a bidet <laughs> is. It is water that splashes up into your area. So you it's don't shower. need to wipe. It's a shower for your bomb. Actually, mm -hmm. the word bidet, <laughs> do you guys know where that means? Yeah. It's small pony, right? Because yeah. they originally you straddled yeah, French, them, you stood over French them. French for small oh pony or yeah, whatever. small yep. pony. Clever. Now you can go to like Hello Tushy and uh, order a lovely attachment for, the, for your toilet seat. And mm -hmm. you install it yourself, uh, and you, you hello know, tushy ships to your house. Install it, yeah. Hello tushy. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, we have a link that that people can, if you're interested in buying one, you can buy it through that. We actually set up our first affiliate thing because we like this product. So uh, oh, I bought one from it. Hello Tushy. Hello Tushy is actually uh, a brand that a lot of people have recommended to when they've talked on the uh, the zero waste sites that we have or or, or a part of this. A lot of people have recommended them. Yeah, I think the bamboo knob got everybody. That's one of the things. That's really the big differentiator. It's got a bamboo knob, and that's pretty cool. You know, it's not pl it's bamboo one less piece knob. of plastic. That's cute. I didn't yeah. know that. But but the uh, we posted on like you said on the Zero Waste Nashville Facebook page, and uh, like I posted a question. Anybody want to talk about this? And I came back like two hours later after doing something else, and that conversation had blown up. Everybody wanted to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And Blue a lot of people, people that love bidets. They do. And <laughs> yep. uh, I was like, okay, I guess we need to do a bidet uh, episode. Let's hear from, here we go. I got more lovely uh, inserts here. Lovely. Um, let's hear from Zero Waste Nashville member Emily, who wanted to. Uh, who actually called, which we have a, we'll put a link. We actually have a way to contact us now to leave messages, verbal messages for us. It's a, it's called SpeakPipe, and you just go to the webpage and 
click the button and talk into the microphone on your computer and it leaves us a message. So wow. here's Emily's message about bidets. Hello, my name is Emily and I'm a bidet believer. My husband and I were gifted a Tushy Classic bidet for our wedding and I don't think we'll ever go back. It was really easy to install and very simple to use. We really enjoy the clean feeling it gives us, but I think what we love most is how it's allowed us to significantly cut back on our toilet paper consumption. So good for us and for the planet. All cool. right. That's, that great. Great. That's great. That's great. Thanks, Emily. Right. And here's Nick, also from Zero Waste Nashville. Hi, I'm Nick, and I have the classic bidet from Tushy. I think that's the name of it, but it's like the, the standard bidet that they have. And one of the things I really like about it is, although it uses a lot of plastic, like most bidets use a lot of plastic, um, it's designed to where that one bit of plastic that they use to do all the injection molding for that, you can easily adjust it to fit any other toilet. So you've got this one model to fit 200 different types of toilets. So they're going to save a lot of plastic in production by making that one model fit anything. And uh, they also had the option to where you could get uh, different types of knobs So in other materials. So I got mine in bamboo. So it saved a little bit of plastic. Um, it wasn't much, but... You could tell the way that it was engineered, the rest of that plastic, you know, it had to be injection molded to fit those shapes. And then I also appreciated that some of the other parts they could have done plastic, they went up and got metal, even though that's clearly more expensive. So you're, you know, the plastic that you are using, um, it's designed really smart to make it go as far as possible. So you're cutting down some plastic and, um, you're also saving trees. Saving for Thanks, trees. Nick. That's great. You can yeah, tell Nick awesome. is, uh, has got engineer roots. I, and, so. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great aspect. So, so, when, so when we put this out there and people started talking about it, Hello Tushy came up a lot. But the, I, So the first toilets, that, the first bidet toilets that I was really aware of, strangely enough, even living in California for 23 years, we had low flow toilets way back. But I, I didn't know anybody with a bidet, never tried one before, uh, until my friend Jack, uh, Jack and Michael, they bought one of those $1,000 Japanese toilets. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, and it was, it's like the full-on toilet robot. And I remember mm-hmm. at parties, people go in there and they come out and they're like, you got to try it. And I'm like, I'm not going to go try a bidet at a party. And I, I wish did. I had now. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, I was too cool for that, I guess, you know. <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's it's pretty interesting because a lot of the comments were you know because the seat attachments you can get you know from thirty to four hundred dollars five hundred dollars and some of them blow warm air and warm water and and you know have all kinds of different things what I what I could, from what I could tell from the comments on all the different sites is the air blowers don't totally dry you off yeah I, I, I saw think the that. big full toilets do. I think yeah. you have to have the big, giant, full-on Japanese toilet to, to be able to really dry you off. Hmm. Uh, and that's Which a pretty is big kind of important, because if we're going to be cutting down on toilet paper, using it for that purpose, right? 
Right. I mean, you still use less to dry off, but it's not ideal. And so I know a lot of people use, you know, uh, cloth rags and things like that. Yeah, that's 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 what I've seen a is lot it? of people say they do is they, they leave like a little pile of, uh, mm-hmm. of rags there, which apparently they're, they're also using to to help with the wiping process, too. Like, you know, obviously there are times that might be a little more difficult to rinse off so you use a one of those rags and some soap and i, I don't guess know that water pressure that. is so strong it's like woo, cold cold fast <laughs> water the, i have to even with the like cheapy ones like the 40 dollar yeah, one that oh, i want to uh, buy like yeah no that's that's one of the things maris that i think the more expensive ones put like airflow inside the stream so it's not as it's like hard direct you know you can oh, you can turn these the the less expensive softer. ones up until it's very uncomfortable <laughs> i went way too high the first time and it about <laughs> shot me off the toilet and it was cold <laughs> and i'm like okay i need Did to turn scream? that dial that way back so it's uh How and then, it work, then like- so so you have a little attachment that's under, and then there's also a forward position and a backward position, depending on what you're trying to, or, or sometimes you wiggle it, or like Jess said before, you know, we started recording, that you sit down and wiggle around on it. It's yeah. kind of, there's yeah. a technique, there's a technique yeah. that probably involves some wiggling, but it is a cold stream of water, and then you have another setting where you turn, and it'll run water over that nozzle, just to make sure nothing got stuck on the nozzle while you're going to the bathroom, oh, right? Oh, that's great, because that was a concern of mine. Yeah. I actually, because... I've seen the ones mm. that are more of like a, a spray, like you, you attach mm-hmm. it to the, oh, uh, yeah, the pipe handle. underneath the mm-hmm. toilet. Yeah. And then it's just like a shower thing. And I would just like clean myself with that. That's what I was more interested in. Cause then I can have like uh, control over the, the direction of the right. water and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also I was concerned about cleanliness. Like what if like, I wasn't really sure if I, trusted that things weren't gonna like fall back on on you know on on the pipe that's like sitting in my toilet so i was like i guess no, i'll it, just i'll get a spray <laughs> yeah no it, it has the cleaner that kind of it comes around it on all sides and washes it off but it's funny because i i squirted the mirror on the other side of the bathroom because i was oh. like oh i should try it what is that i was like figuring it out and i rinsed it off and then i went too far back and then it squirted the bidet part out almost it, it went like all the way across the God. room <laughs> it, it's yeah now cheryl used it and then she was like um no i want the one with warm water and a seat heater and a blower <laughs> so how does the warm water part work because i heard that you have to make sure that you've got um an electrical outlet like mm-hmm. right by the toilet for it if you get the warm water ones you have to most of the ones that have the big blowers and all of that anything that needs electric you have to have electric yeah. on there is that, and then, like, is some that of them legal it, here in the u.s yeah because yeah. i think even i think in the uk we weren't even allowed an outlet in in the bathroom no, there's GFI grounded outlets here, so it's it's you can plug things in. Right but, by the toilet. Yeah. Huh. But uh, there's also like I think uh, I think even Hello Tushy makes one where it has a hot and a cold. So if you run a want to run a warm line to it there instead of just the cold line, you could. Mm. Um, yeah. But you know I don't. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like a, a a morning mint for your bomb. <laughs> Hey, Zero Waste Squad. We're going to take a minute and run an ad for a company that we love, Compost Nashville. Composting doesn't have to be complicated, messy, or even time-consuming. Compost Nashville can set you up with a lidded bucket to store all of your food scraps and compostable materials that gets picked up once a week from your doorstep. It's that easy. By signing up, you're not only diverting 30% of trash that would normally go into the landfill, but you're also getting finished compost to use in your own yard twice a year. Not into gardening? 
No problem. Compost Nashville lets you donate your finished compost to a local farm or community garden. Last year, your fellow Nashvillians used this service to divert 730 tons from the landfill. This 1.5 million pounds of compost removed over 1,400 metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions from the air. That's like taking 3,687 cars off the road. Use the code TRASHTALK for 50% off your first month when you sign up at compostnashville.org. Do you know, do you know what I saw? That I, I don't know how I feel about this, but there's, it sounds like there's people who love it. There is a travel bidet. And I Googled to see what that looked like. And apparently, it, it, to me, it looks like a douche with, with, a, with the opportunity to spray, spray on you as opposed yep. to in you. And or I a ketchup like, bottle. Looks like a mustard bottle. Yeah. Mustard bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sell it as a travel version. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it was actually like a camping website that I went to yeah. that, that was selling it. It's just something to squirt water on you. <laughs> and yeah. and what's, what's funny is how many people on the, on the uh, forums talked about when they're somewhere that doesn't have one, how disappointed they are. Yeah. So I guess yep. that's why people carry bottles of water around yep. with them. Yep. Like, you in Maris? Have we convinced you yet? I mean, I definitely want to try it. I definitely want to try it, especially because it's so accessible now. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's cheap enough. I can afford it. It's you know, easy to install. It sounds like it doesn't need anything extra. No electric or anything right. else running to it. You could just hook it up. I when I was when I went to Home Depot and asked about it, the guy that was helping us that had to ask somebody else. He was like, "Oh, we carry those." I need to get my my wife one of those. She and like it was just kind of it was just kind of funny because he he wanted one after that after we talked about it. He's like, oh yeah, you can just install one on there. Okay, yeah, I need to buy that. So I think knowing that you don't have to buy one of the really expensive ones, and right. you can just try it and see what happens. Although the heated water and all that other stuff. Cheryl, I feel you, girl. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a lot of people mention that on the, you know, on the, the Facebook groups, but a, a lot of people also said that they either just got over it because mm-hmm. it was fine or they found ways to accommodate it. Like, I mean, it's a shock. The same as everything that is completely, um, habit, you know, habit hey, changing is going to be a shock. You know? but, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, we're then, animals. We, we poop in the woods. We shit exactly. right in the woods. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, it do, I mean, it sounds doable. And, like, really, they're, like, if you think out of the, you know, the pe- the people who commented on that one particular post that we posted on the, the Zero Waste uh, site, like, you know, the majority, like, say, like, 95% of the people were super positive about it. Only 5% of the people were saying, yeah, well, I don't know, because I don't really like the cold or whatever. So I think... The majority well, rules on that, I think. And I think it's a valid argument. I, I didn't buy one because I was waiting to get the $400 Toto. Uh, I think it's Toto. Is yeah, the name of the brand. I remember you saying I that. I wanted yeah. one of those. Because uh, yeah. if you go on to wirecutter.com, which is on New York Times, they have a whole review section that they keep updated about bidets, believe it or not. That's where I started you researching it. You have too much it. time on your hands, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I started researching that, and then I thought, uh, as the pandemic hit and toilet paper became hard to get, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get one of those. And we went on, and they were sold out. So I wasn't the only one thinking about that. They've been The high-end ones have been sold out for a long time. Mm. So uh, it's, it's interesting to see how you know, people try new things. Like the world is changing. And I think the fact that the risk of running out of toilet paper, everyone freaked out and started stocking up on toilet paper. And it's not even that big of a deal. Like I freaked out like initially 
because I was like, why is there why is there no no toilet paper? Why is that? But truly, we don't need it. You know, we can yeah. wash and reuse and. Yeah, uh, that's the whole I, idea uh, there. Well, because for a while back, I mean, if you remember, I used to use, I actually use, I mean, I guess they use the term family cloth, but I just called them like pee rags. <laughs> but, <laughs> I do remember, I, I do remember yeah. meeting you and you telling me that. And I was actually really inspired and I tried it for a little while and it didn't stick. It didn't stick. I, I'm not going to lie. I was fine with it, but you know, moving, moving in with my boyfriend and his little girl, <laughs> like it just wasn't. It, it you can't convince everyone that, to get on your level to like yeah. that level. <laughs> yeah. So I recognized that that was going to be a thing. So we compromised with recycled toilet paper, even though I still avidly think that that is one hell of a waste of all kinds of resources, you know, like, cause it's, it's going in the trash, no matter what happens. Once you throw that down the toilet, it's gone. So it's wasted. So I just would prefer not to do that. And then, then when COVID hit and we had that problem where everyone was running out of toilet paper, first of all, I wasn't afraid because I knew I've got my rags. <laughs> I will be fine. Mm. But second, you know, then I started thinking, well, there's these bidets. Like I, I do have an option, but I wanted to put a research into to find out you know, the, the difference with, um, you know, like, so obviously we would be, we, we wouldn't be wasting trees anymore, but what, what about the water? So I Ooh, wanted I, to do some that. research into the, yeah, I, I I'm glad you do. You I did too. too. I'd like totally got the facts on that one. Yeah. So go ahead and read it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, and that, and that was some, one of the things that comes up on uh, anytime there's a naysayer on any of the forums yeah. like, Oh, well the water used is just as bad as the toilet paper. Less, like, no, my friends. we already talked about how, how, you know, much water it takes to make a roll of toilet paper. Paper, mm -hmm. uh, it takes one eighth of a gallon of water to clean and flush when you're using a bidet. Yeah, that's a lot less water overall. Yeah, even if you live in the desert and Palm Springs or California and you're under a water conservation, it's still a better thing to do. Yep. So well, there's that. Yeah, there's that. So. So there's the part that we haven't totally, so you mentioned the pea cloth. So here, mm -hmm. I'm just going to, we're going to go right into the too much information uh, world here right <laughs> Get now. In there. And talk about the system <laughs> that, that I've set up in my bathroom. Yep. So we have all kinds of masks, by the way. We have reusable masks, uh, silicone ones, and I've got one for exercising and riding my bike. That's a hard shell that I think Maris, she said it looked like a, the cup on a jock strap. Yeah. That goes on oh. my face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but we also have paper ones. Uh, and when the pandemic first started and no one could get uh, proper PPE masks, um, we, uh, we saw an article and they were, they'd done tests on different fabrics and materials to find out what would be a good material to make your own masks out of. And those blue shop towels actually turned out, there were a couple of brands that turned out to be almost as good as the fiber spun uh, N95 masks. So we went to one of the... Uh, auto stores and bought a big roll of those What's so a sure shop yeah blue shop that? towels you know like blue shop rags they're like no. it's kind they kind of remind me of my bambooey the reusable bamboo paper towels uh, only they're blue and they're designed to people use them in a shop to wipe up grease to yeah, clean stuff oh, yeah those blue okay. ones okay mm -hmm. they look um, like chamois like shams yeah but mm -hmm. they're paper they're paper mm -hmm. but they're paper tight like they're really tough spun kind of thing Okay. And so Cheryl looked online and has a mask that she makes. This they're great that have uh, two. Uh, what are those? Uh, not uh, not paper clips. The kind the the black ones. You know that uh, the big black ones with the handles. The, they're oh, they're like the, the mermaid purses. 
Is that what they're called? Is that what Barbie they are? purses. <laughs> oh yeah, that would that's exactly what they would look like. Yes. Uh, uh, but they're clip they're just clips. They're like Yeah, they're clips. The black yeah. clips of the metal handles. Bundle clips. So she clips two of those on and makes uh, thick rubber bands that go around the ears and those work great. And we typically because we we use them when we hike the dogs, we don't come in close contact with people. And so we'll we'll leave it in the car where the sun hits it and we'll wear them twice. Uh, now, don't take medical advice from me. I'm not giving medical advice on how to avoid <laughs> the pandemic. I'm just telling you people what I do. Okay, so once we use those twice, the new routine is then they get washed with our rags because we have uh, we have regular rag piles because we don't use a lot of paper towels. And uh, then they get folded and put next to the toilet with the bidet on it. And there's a little trash can with a lid. So once I squirt myself clean... I wipe myself dry with one of those. That's a third use for that piece of paper. Wow. And then then it gets washed yet again. And I don't know how many washings they'll go through, but right now it looks like at least a couple. So I mean, it could be able to continue mm-hmm. to use those for that purpose. Yeah, that's um, a great way to re- like, you know, reduce, reuse. Yeah, and, I, and at first I was like, out. is this going to be gross? Is Cheryl going to be grossed out at me or any of that? But if you think about it, I mean, we have dogs. We, and actually, one of our dogs has been having a kind of an anal gland issue, and we've had to wipe her with rags all the time. So mm. it's like, I feel like that was a nice kind of way to slide in there with my my uh, rag issues. Perfect they, timing. They can all get washed together. But um, yeah, I think and if you if you think about cotton diapers and that people wash cotton cotton diapers at home, you know, people use that, reuse that all the time. How long does that it take was my you? thing because when people were grossed out by by you know using um, a cloth to wipe yourself after going to the toilet, I was like, dudes, <laughs> there was a time when uh, diapers were washable. Like, let's think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's totally totally doable, you know. Yeah. So, how long about how long does that process take, though, Michael? Like, when you're talking to our listeners about making these types of changes, I think one of the biggest barriers is it's not convenient, number one. Number mm-hmm. two, it takes up more time. So you're giving them these ideas. You're giving me ideas all the time. And that's, that's you got the idea, but how do you put it into work? And how much time does that take, you know, on average? Was it a huge transition for you to do that? No, huh? it wasn't a big transition. I think, you know, once you get the bidet and put it on there and then first, you know, you're gun shy at first. It's something different. And so I just ease into it. I didn't use the rags at first. I just used toilet paper, which actually doesn't work that well because it gets really wet. Mm. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. that doesn't work that well. Uh, Even if you did use toilet paper, it would use less more than likely than if you were only using toilet paper. But, you know, so anyway, I used it for a few times and then there was still like... I'm not using it this morning. I'm not awake yet. You know, there's still you mentally Mm, battle it until it becomes a habit. I think it takes a couple of weeks of doing something before it becomes a habit. And then I slowly realized, you know, I realized, well, what are we doing with these mask rags when we're done with them? And so I was looking for, you know, we have cut up flannel sheets that once they have tears in them or or get old or whatever, we make rags and stuff out of them. So there's plenty of options, like Jess said, for using stuff like that. But But hmm. uh, I just, for me, this was like a good workflow, you know, a way to reuse yeah. those masks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there we go. Now we have, everybody knows about my bathroom <laughs> issues. <laughs> we all have a visual <laughs> image of Michael in his bathroom. <laughs> so so they know what I do and they know that Jess had pee cloths. And now they know, and Maris is like stayed all like, oh, I'm normal here. I don't I'm not part <laughs> of this. Unfortunately, I'm not in your cool club. I'm not in your... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm actually I sad think, about it. So I think I think what we're gonna have Maris. What I wanted you to do was record your first uh, instance of using a bidet. Right. I think we'll just have to put that on social media. Maris we'll have have should be clip. one of the people who tries out the um, the portable bidet first <laughs> <laughs> in there a public restroom. Take there it in there go. and then let us know how that works. That's great. I can do that. That's play. Uh, play. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've kind of covered the bidet issue. I mean, mm-hmm. if people have questions, they can jump on our Zero Waste Trash Talk uh, Facebook page. They yep. can go to the website, zerowastetrashtalk.com, and comment uh, what we've been trying to keep up with uh, putting the um, transcript. Transcript. I was almost mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been trying to put the transcript up so that you can find the links of stuff we're mm-hmm. talking about. We'll link to the Patagonia movie. We'll... Well, uh, oh, Jess, you were going to talk about a, a toilet film. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. So, film. Uh, yeah, I'm sure as people have realized, I am a nerd and I'm a little bit weird and I do love history, right? So I found a documentary that was about the history of toilets. It was called The Toilet, An Unspoken History, and it was narrated by an English guy. Um, so I'm guessing it was probably made by the BBC or something, but I don't know that. Um, and then it's on Amazon. I'm, uh, yeah. So if you've got prime, Ooh. you can definitely watch that. And it really is worth watching. It was so fun. Like to see how from 1770 something or other, like, a, a, you know, that was when the first toilet was pretty much introduced and how our system has kind of stayed the same the whole way through with a few tweaks. Um, and then seeing like the way that, uh, you know, we've gone from um, shared toilets to private toilets, you know, toilets were in the bathroom, uh, no, in the bedroom at one point to then, um, you know, the, the system we have now, which then inclu- includes the bidets. And then, uh, I mean, there's even a new system that's uh, a lot of people are, are putting some funding into to try and figure out an innovative way to actually go to the bathroom and reuse the uh the products that come out of us and turn it into energy so that we no longer need to use water and the sewage system so i say watch that documentary it was really fun awesome. i want to watch it yeah. i didn't watch it did you watch it michael not yet i uh i yeah. was waiting to hear from jess hear her report on it so i guess it, it was came great in good, i loved so it <laughs> i will watch cool. it now. yep all right. Well, and you, you know, it's funny you're talking about turning it into other stuff. I think we mentioned this in one of our other podcasts, but uh, there's the Music City Gold here. You what? Guys, hmm? Music City Gold. Mm-mm. If you go to, I Come think again. if you look it up, Music City Gold, it's what they, it's the sludge, it's the leftover from the water sewage treatment plant that they sell as nuggets oh. of fertilizer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I don't know how well it's gone over, but it seems like, okay, I mean, there's a plan and I'm sure it's all, you know, oh, it's all, like, but it's just funny. Music City Gold is what they call it. That's, that's like so the gross. remnants <laughs> of our... Dirty Remnants. toilet paper. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's what's left after they treat the water. So uh, that's uh, that'll be interesting, and that's not where recycled toilet paper comes from. <laughs> no. You know, and one of the next topics I want to do is water, actually, and water treatment. We met, mm-hmm. we had a we had a speaker at Twig not too long ago. I'm pretty sure her name was cool. Wendy. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Maybe we can get maybe we can get her on here too because I thought that was interesting. But nice. 
We have gotten through some some times with COVID and, you know, the toilet paper thing. It was really shocking at first, but definitely put it into perspective, I think, for a lot of people. Like, okay, this is a necessity. Or is it? Like, what else can we use? And that's the mm -hmm. whole idea behind sustainability. So the bidet topic was cool because everybody got into it. So we want to we wanted to talk about it. Um, and just see what you guys had to think or had to say and what you thought about that. But going on a future podcast, we want to know what else you guys are interested in. So chime in on the, on the website with that, with your ideas as well, topics and ideas, because that seemed like a big one. Yeah, we want, uh, this is, this is all of our podcasts. This is everybody who's interested in sustainability, circular economy, not wasting things. And I really miss Jess being on here with me and with Michael and I, we, we do have a lot of fun on here talking with each other, don't we? So we'll do that more often. Oh, I mean, I've done a couple recently. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm back. But I like you're back. being We're with you and back. Michael. Yeah. Well, the both of, of course, you. Well, you, you and me, we've got, uh, we've got, got a got woman's one coming. One coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You guys need to work. You're working on that, right? Mm -hmm. Well, tried to, and then I got sick. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will be. Yep. Okay. There's a woman's one coming. And that's to talk about all the women's issues. And, mm -hmm. uh, women products and women stuff. products yes. that mm -hmm. are not sustainable or the ones that are sustainable that we've tried mm -hmm. and we can review them. And I think like really I want to, uh, you know, put my research into trying to figure out because, you know, there's greenwashing everywhere. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, a lot of feminine products that are being promoted that, you know, they claim that they're great. But when I really think about it, I'm pretty sure I can see how they are not great. And so I would really like to, you know, I'm going to put some research into into seeing that and cool. seeing which ones I think are the better ones. Um, I, think, I like I that. Think, I think Matt and I, Matt is our editor and co-producer, that he's the silent guy in the background. I'm going to bring him forward and we're going to, it's Matt Parrish, by the way. Yay, um, Matt. Yeah, he really takes care of us with the editing and makes us sound like we know what we're doing. And uh, I'm going to, I think it's time for he and I to have the manly episode as well. We the talk lovely about, manly episode. We talk about shaving with <laughs> old-fashioned razors and we can talk about how, why certain portion of, of society feels that recycling is, is not manly. And uh, we're going to kind of dig deep on some of that stuff. So yeah. Any, anybody that's got comments on that, please, uh, please let me know. Cool. Yeah. Well, great. Right. Great job today, everybody. Good work. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're all like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> all right. Secrets out. We're out. <laughs> Peace.